grab your favorite beverage, kick up your feet as you ascend with me into the joy portal of soul reflections, fresh perspectives, fun ideas, and wisdom. Light to light and heart to heart. Smile and breathe even deeper as together we will soar above the perception of all hurdles and shine brightly as the light we are. Namaste, everyone, and welcome to Light Laughter and Lattes. My name is Jerry Habstreet. I'm an Avesa quantum healer, medical intuitive, and transformational teacher. Welcome, YouTube. Facebook, and if you're listening via podcast on Spotify or Anchor, I am so glad you're here. Welcome to our first Wednesday in February. We are at the beginning of a Mercury retrograde, so I'm wondering if anyone out there is noticing the effects of Mercury. I've had a little bit of it today. Um, Dreams have been wild for everyone that I've talked to. So we are all being poked and nudged just a little bit to remember who we are and wake up evermore. And anyone who might be listening, join in the chat. It is open. We welcome your comments. Just say hi so we know you're there. Um, If you have any questions, that's great too. And so today, today I have a guest who is so timely with the energy we are in right now. Uh, this year, the year of the phoenix rising, the, the phoenix like rising from the ashes, and it's this female empowered energy rising with the heart open, but yet in her empowerment. And this is something our planet has needed for such a long time. And I'm personally seeing more and more women, and not that the feminine energy just relates to women, it's in both of us, or all of us, men and women, ideally in perfect balance. And it has been out of balance for so long, and now's the time, now's the time. And I have a guest today, her name name is Pat Elva Craker. She lived, or she worked in a primarily male-dominated industry, the IT technology business for 35 years. And she went through her, let's say, her ashes to her arising. Um, She was let go of. She she lost her husband of 22 years. They had an exotic ranch together, an exotic animal ranch together, which they had to shut the doors on. She moved through breast cancer. And through this whole experience, it brought her to um, a new way of being. And it brought her to a place of elation, which she said is is a choice, which I think is so key because we are in the month of choice. So how many of you are choosing elation? And so I would like to welcome Pat. Hello. Hi. Welcome, welcome. Glad you're here. Jerry, it's great to be here. We're going to have some fun and make a difference. Yes. In community. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So um, this is so timely, your experience with um, starting out in this male-dominated industry. I know many women had to put on the suit 
and be a minority in this business and basically leave a lot of their femininity. Mm-hmm. And you, you say your um, intuition part of side of you, you know, kind of behind and really that's left brain, right brain. Right. Right. Um, so tell me a little, tell all of us a little bit about that journey for you. Right. Right. So I did, I hired in, uh, into the industry where, uh, I was surrounded by very few women and so many times I was the only woman in the room and trying so hard to fit in and assimilate. And in the process, really over time, I started losing myself, losing who I am and, and uh, all the gifts that I had to bring to the table. And what it turned out, what I experienced is that the, the companies that I work for really valued the analytical, the data. And that's the, that's the part of me that I, that I sharpened and got good at. And slowly the part of me, the intuitive part of me, uh, just started really not coming out in the forefront like it did in the past. Um, when I grew up, I, I was very intuitive. I just had this, this really strong sixth sense. And I grew up with that until I joined corporate and just saw that change in me in order to fit in. And you get to a point where, and I got to a point where I'm like, I'm not bringing all of who I am into the business. And I know the part of me that's missing is my, my strong intuitive self. And just had, you know, really had to sit back and say, you know, how am I going to really do this in a way that works? And where I don't lose credibility, right? Because most of the time when you talk to your, your customers, your executives, management, they really are so uh, tuned into the data and the customer requirements. And that's where you make your decisions. And if you go in with this, oh, I have this gut feel that we really should go down this path and you don't have the data to support it. You just, you know, you lose all credibility. So how I began to use that, my sense of intuition is in how I communicate. I just relied on my intuition and sat back and connected. And I asked, how is the best way for me to communicate X? And I started relying on that more and more in the way that I uh, managed my relationships, the way I grew my relationships, the way that I communicated, and just started bringing the feminine and the intuitive self to the table. And it was over time that I began to, to do that. And so what I do now is I help women who have IT uh, companies who, like me, have been running their business from really one side of who they are. And I bring them in and I say, guess what? We can bring your intuitive side, which you may have put in the, at the back burner, and we're going to bring it back to the front burner and we're going to integrate your intuition and your analytical side so that you build your business from here, from this place where there's a nice balance and flow of all of who you are. And we're going to make your business grow from a wholeness, a sense of wholeness. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's been an interesting journey. I've, I brought everything that I learned from corporate and I brought the lessons from the adversities that I've had with breast cancer uh, losing the ranch and just really um, learning that in order for me to come out of these adversities that I needed to learn how to lead myself and really tap in 
to who I am and come out on the other side, a wiser, stronger woman. And um, I was very curious and I, I tried um, a number of practices and I began to slowly start developing my own little toolkit. And so I became a better leader. I became, I figured out how to lead myself out of these situations. And I said, I'm going to start practicing my, uh, what I've learned, not only more and more with myself, but I'm going to offer these as suggestions to my clients and help them lead themselves in a bigger, stronger way. And, um, and I learned a lot of lessons along the way, especially with, especially with breast cancer, for sure. I bet. So tell me about, was this over a long period of time mm-hmm. where you got let up, let go from, you know, the, uh, um, the technology company, and then your husband passed. And did all this happen over a course of several years, or was it yes. kind of all all at once? No, it happened over the course of several years. Okay. So, yeah, my journey, I was in my 40s, mid-40s, when um, I discovered that I had cancer, and then into then that moved into being laid off and then into my husband passing. And uh, along the way, really, the breast cancer experience really taught me how um, how I how disconnected I was. Um, when you study uh, Louise Hayes, um, you're probably familiar with Louise, and you look at you know what are the connections, the spiritual, emotional connections with breast cancer. It's about overgiving. And not putting yourself on the top of the list. So lack of self-care. And it, it was true for me. I absolutely, as the oldest of five, I overgave, you know, stepped in, took care of my sisters and my brother, gave into the community, gave to my, my husband's family, the business. And I was, I was the last one on the list. And it was like a two by four right in the forehead where, where the universe said, um, we need to take a time out here and evaluate, you know, what's happening in your life. Mm-hmm. And I did, I stepped back and I said, you know, this is, um, I've lost myself in the process. And I just started to connect with myself and my body and made a decision that I was going to learn how to heal myself and whatever I needed to learn to make that happen. I was going to jump into that process, that study 100%. And then I started becoming more and more connected and more spiritual. And uh, it helped me get past through, uh, through a lot of uh, adversities and every adversity, uh, you know, the loss of my husband, the loss of the ranch, I, I learned more and more. And I eventually ended up collecting 31 soulful practices, which was my original book. And from those practices, I started working with my clients. So I've been working on myself since way back then, since I'm for 25 years or more. And I have this, you know, I got an interesting question and they, that uh, they said, how did you, when did you become awake? And I think that's a very interesting question to be asked that. When did you become awake? And I started, um, I, made a move from El Paso to Dallas. And I went into this cocoon of very spiritual women 
who were there to guide me, help me grow, uh, provide me resources uh, in a way that I never imagined. And I now that I you know look at look back at that of those years, um, it was really it was meant to be. It was really meant to be to be uh, led and have all the teachers uh, come in within a small um, uh, time frame and within a department of women and uh, started developing that sense of um, connection and growing my intuitive self a little more and more, deepening that. And that really kind of led me to a place where I would, could better handle the adversities. Well, I think you, you brought up something really, really powerful about the, the piece of doing for everyone else, you know, all the women I know, that's just what you do. It, it, it's almost expected in this society, especially if you're a stay-at-home mom, that, that everyone comes first. And I know that's how it was with me. And to even think about putting yourself first is selfish, right? Right. And, and no, it's selfful. And yes. as you heal yourself, your family automatically heals. So the most empowering thing you can do is put yourself first and be the energy of that as opposed to um, being the energy of denying yourself so that that's what you're, that's what you're sending out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm denying me, I'm second, you know, and then that yeah. shows up as a mirror in the universe in many ways. Oh, okay. Here's another experience of you being denied. Here's another experience of you getting to be second because that's what mm-hmm. you say you are. Mm-hmm. And, and our children are really good at being mirrors and showing us how we need. I know I had a daughter that was brilliant at teaching me how I needed to put myself first. Oh. <laughs> and so um, that's so important, you know, in, in years back, it was the mom that stayed home you mm-hmm. know, all the time. And then she went out into the workforce mm-hmm. and it was primarily men and trying to find her place within that. And now, now we've, now we're at a time where it's a great mix, but I haven't been in the workforce for many, many years. So I don't know if, if intuition's more highly accepted as a way of being or not. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say yes. Yeah. I would say yes. There's, there's, um, <clears throat> there's training, there's different type of executive training and company training that is coming into play that is starting to really <clears throat> teach how valuable it is to trust yourself and your sense of intuition. Yeah, absolutely. So it is growing. It oh, is good. changing. Good. Cause mm-hmm. in order to, um, in order to even, even, you know, basically use your intuition, you have to trust because it comes mm-hmm. in so quickly, mm-hmm. so quickly that it's so easy to not deny that you don't have it because if you if you're not trusting yourself you'll miss it and you won't even know and then your mind will come in and second guess and talk you out of it and go into the reasoning and you know so um, trust is extremely important yes it is i do agree with you that um, <clears throat> we were raised in a culture i was raised in a culture where my mom did everything for us. And my grandmother did everything for us. And I saw all my aunts behave the same way. And I'm like, 
I need to stop this pattern. Mm-hmm. I need to break. I need to break this cycle because it's not a healthy cycle. And I didn't want my sisters <clears throat> and my nieces to grow up feeling that that's how they had to live their life. Yeah, yeah, and they do. They they um, follow our energy as opposed to our words. So our words really mean absolutely nothing. We can say you need to do this all you want, but until we, the example, are doing it and carry the energy of it, it it's meaningless. Mm-hmm. It is so true. So, and- so somewhere along the line, you you decided that elation was a choice. So where was it? The breast cancer that said, "Okay, enough of all of this. I choose elation." Mm-hmm. Was that it? <clears throat> What I learned, I would definitely agree with that. What I learned is that uh, I, I was always that I was always that choice. I was just making decisions that really weren't in my best interest. So when I when I learned that I had breast cancer, I knew that it, this was a mind, body, and soul healing, and that I needed to make different choices, and that I had the power to do that. Because if I didn't do that, I was bound to repeat the lesson. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to repeat the lesson. I, I said, I got to figure this out now. I got to figure it out. I have to make some changes. I'm a choice. And so what, how am I going to pivot? How am I going to pivot? So that was um, a very uh, important time in my life to teach me that, that I'm always a choice and that I have the option to be happy or stressed out or sad, or whatever that is. So elation is beyond happiness. So I can have that. I can have that every day. So, so, so what happened after you chose elation? I became more aware. I became more aware of myself, and I became <clears throat> an observer of my life. And in that observation... I learned that <clears throat> I was making specific choices that were not that really weren't supporting what was in my highest good. It's like I would put my I would put myself on the edge on the top of the room, looking down at myself and just watching what I was doing, mm-hmm. and just being <clears throat> very mindful, mm-hmm. and being um, and then journaling everything that I was learning. And it's through the journaling and being a, a observant of my life that I started to notice, you know, why is it that this this day was so good? <clears throat> why is it that this day wasn't as good? And I started connecting the dots. I started connecting the dots. And I learned that I, I'm a choice. And at any point in time, if I stay fully present, then that's where my power is. That's when I'm fully present, that's where I hear the messages. That's where I feel my intuition speaks to me and I can actually hear and feel what she's trying to tell me. So I just became more and more in tune with that. And a lot of women don't feel like they're a choice. Right, right. Well, and we'll we'll constantly spin laterally you know, having this, having similar experiences over and over again with different people and a bit different background until we do, until we make a choice, mm-hmm. you know, when we say enough of whatever the pattern is. Right. And then all we have to do is call in the new choice and then the energy will go in that direction. And then you start to spiral upward 
you know, or not, you can get to a new plateau and spin right here too and stop. You know, we constantly have choices to keep saying yes to a, a new and different, I don't want to say better because that would be a judgment, but mm-hmm. um, keep saying yes, yes, yes to our more <clears throat> authentic self. Mm-hmm. And um, awareness is the key. You you hit such a key message with being aware, being able to lift yourself up out of the experience and detach yourself from it and be the observer of what you're doing. And from that vantage point, you have so much more clarity. Yeah, you do. And you can make better choices. It's really hard when you miss the drama to make it. Well, I guess you do have a choice of this is horrible. This is enough. I don't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then you want to lift up and say, okay, now how can I do this differently? (laughs) Exactly. How can I do it differently? And I believe that um, in that sense of awareness and being fully present, it enables you to respond to life versus react. Right. And for me, responding to life means that something happens in your day out of your control and you take a step back, <clears throat> take a deep breath. You connect with your intuition and you ask, what is the next best step here? Mm-hmm. And then you do that. That's right. responding. That's responding to life. Right. No, that, that's important because there's a lot of reaction going on in the outer world. And with the energy so intense, it, it's easy to to it's easy to react, especially with so much polarity on things that, you know, really, if you really engaged in the outer world, you, you could you could um, you could pick a side very quickly because there's some things like well, how could this even be possible that we're living in a world that's you know even talking about or doing some of these things, and so um, it's key right now to be able to do that to be able to stop and respond mm-hmm. or to stop and lift <laughs> yeah. from a higher state and and then approach it from there. So somewhere along the line, um, a book came out of all of this experience. So you had, so it was after the breast cancer, right? You said enough, I choose elation. And then what, what, what brought the book forth? Were you, you know, you, you got insights on elation. You took other steps to move into elation. How, How did that work? I have always wanted to write a book. It was on my Mm. bucket list and I just didn't know where to begin. Okay. So as I um, went through my my challenges, I was just very mindful of what was, what was working for me. And I started documenting all these practices. And when I first wrote the book, it was 31 soulful practices for women entrepreneurs. And then when I, uh, started working with my publisher. He said, you have three books in this one book. And he says, what I want, what I encourage you to do is to just take your best practices and I want you to wrap them around a story. And that's how Catherine's quest was born. Uh. That's how she was born. 
And one of the things about the book, Jerry, I've been writing the book for six years and it transformed the title transformed the format transformed the covers transformed all of that. <clears throat> I really believe that when someone decides to go down this journey of writing a book, that is, it is a journey of self-discovery. No, there's no doubt about that. And you're, you're writing about the things that you most need to learn. And one of the les lessons that I learned in spade is that in spades is that the book has its own energy and it knows when it wants to be more. It knows when it wants to come out into the world. And I was, my personality is that one of being impatient. And so I wanted to get the book out. I mean, six years, yeah, I was really impatient, <clears throat> but I felt like I was pushing the string and in pushing the string to get this book done, it was difficult and frustrating. And many times I, I just said, I, I just don't want to do it anymore. You know, I, I want to give up on it. I'll put it on the shelf. And then I wouldn't write for months. And then there'd be this whisper, you know, this feeling inside of me, you need, you need to start working on the book. So I knew that, um, that what I had to, that the impact that, that all the practices had that I had tried and, um, and practice had such an amazing impact. And then I shared them with my clients and then they were experiencing some amazing transformations. And I said, I need to get this out to a bigger, to more women, to a bigger platform. And that's when I said, okay, I'm, we're, we're going to get this done. I'm going to allow it to flow. I'm going to be patient and I'm just going to, you know, give the end, give the book the energy and I'm just going to let it, let it flow. And I'll just, you know, ride that wave. And then finally um, it was born September, September of last year. Well, I have to add because I'm an ascended numerologist. So you had 31 practices. That's a four. And that is the number of perfect balance in ascended mm -hmm. numerology. So your whole experience about bringing the, the left brain and right brain, right, the intuitive with the analytical side, right, that would be a perfect balance, mm -hmm. as, is, as is the feminine energy in the masculine world, right, yeah. seeking to find your perfect balance. So that's, you hit it with 31 practices, perfect balance. And then number six is about rebirth. So it took you that long, right, to really mm -hmm. rebirth yourself. So that's, <laughs> it, was a, it was a process you went through in, in, yeah. in birthing this book. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. I love that. That's yeah. An, an yeah, awareness. Yeah, it's so fun. The, the numbers tell, they always tell the, the higher story, right, of um, the, the ascended story of what's <clears throat> really going on. We think it's right here. But when you read the numbers, you're like, oh, it was really about this. Yes, and it really makes a lot of sense because I'm a I'm a totally different person um, than when I was, you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, even three years ago. I'm just a different person, and I just became consistent about practicing uh, everything that I learned and expanded on it, and um, started to rely more on source to guide me. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't I don't have to figure this out. We always feel like we have to figure it all out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why am I struggling with that? <clears throat> I'm just going to ask source. You tell me. You tell me what I'm supposed to do in this situation. And it really, um, it just lets everything go. You just, you're more at peace. And then when something doesn't work out, I just say, oh, source has, some, has something else in mind. I'm curious to see what that is. 
So it's just a sense of allowing and things don't, you know, uh, affect me anymore. So tell me, why is it Catherine's Quest and not Pat's Quest? (laughs) I know. I know everybody says, you're Catherine. I go, yes, I am Catherine. (laughs) Are you Catherine? Is that your real name? No, my real name is Pat. But in, uh, in the whole marketing aspect of it, Catherine was the was was the name that really resonated with uh <clears throat> with my team and um yes Catherine uh experienced a lot of things that I did and it just really is an interesting story about a woman who loses everything right she loses her marriage uh, her business falls apart she has to leave her home and um she's hopeless and somehow she has to pick herself up by the bootstraps and get through these adversities in a way where she's a stronger, happier uh, woman. And in the process of packing, she finds this trunk. And it's in, the, it's in the attic, and she opens it up, and she pulls out this beautiful journal that belonged to her Uncle Iman. And she starts reading it. And her Uncle Iman was on his journey to elation. And the way he was approaching it is that he was going to seven islands that all had values of what it takes to be elated. And the the people who lived in those islands amplified those values, those beliefs, those habits. And he starts starts going from island to island and starts really a rebirth and a connection with himself. And he learns how to lead himself. And so does Catherine at the end. Oh, sounds wonderful. And in there are Pat's musings. Okay. So as you go through each chapter, there's a chapter that just focuses on self-care. <clears throat> and I'll have very deep questions that I want the women who read it to answer. I give them exercises. And I share my stories in a And I invite them to connect with themselves and ask themselves those questions, deep questions about even their own self-care, how they're, how they're living their days so that through the book, they transform. So I do have my practices built in throughout the entire book and it comes with a journal and it comes with affirmation cards. And so it just really just further, Uh, allows them to take in the practices that will make a significant difference in their life that remind them that they're a choice and that beyond happiness is a way of living a life every day. And it's just a choice. So tell me, so you work a lot because you have your own business. Now you help women transition from their you know, from their male dominated, a male dominated world to their more feminine aspects. Right. Um, what, what, what are you seeing with women? Is, is there an across the board thing that you're kind of seeing similar with all women, what they're going through right now or what their challenge is? Yes. <clears throat> women have had to uh, take a moment to pause and then pivot in their business. So the no, what was normal, it was a normal way of uh, uh, making their business work and uh, being in revenue, et cetera, um, came to a halt 
and they were they were asked their business was asking them we need to do business differently and a lot of that is creating a strong online presence many of them did not have a strong online presence uh, and so now they had to enter that world and what was also being asked is that they become truly authentic in the way that they communicate with their clients and really step into the connection through social media of who they really are and sharing what's happening behind the scenes and show how real you are and how your business really works. We all want to know that. In the past, <clears throat> we would offload that to a marketing company and they would do all the, all the marketing, you know, all the writing of the, you know, the blogs and blah, blah, blah. And, and what's being asked now is we want to see the real you. We want to see the real authentic you. And so I'm seeing that shift of women becoming more vulnerable <clears throat> and sharing more of who they are and their business and how they run it. So who, who, who is wanting to see the more authentic person who, who's wanting who's that who's so asking for that people people their clients or their clients their so clients. i'm loving this because <clears throat> there the, there's another real polarity right now because there's so much mistruth especially in the media right <clears throat> and i think maybe that's calling forward people saying i've had so much i'm we're done with this we want authenticity which which is the opposite of what you know is, is you know fake news <laughs> inauthentic inauthenticity right so we're seeing the exact opposites playing out at the same time mm -hmm. i think the other thing that's um <clears throat> that we've been aware of is that um you know we're all making the transition mother earth is making a transition and when we were when we were um, forced to take a pause, we learned how. How do I say this? So many people were not on. Were staying at home now that the that the skies started clearing, and you be able you were able to see blue skies. And people were coming. I'm seeing more birds. I'm seeing more animals around me, and there was this realization of. <clears throat> the call to nature and, and how we had taken it for granted. And it wasn't until we took that pause that we gave uh, uh, Mother Earth an, an opportunity to heal. And in that we saw what we had and how we were taking it for granted and how we now are becoming more uh, conscious about the environment. And the way that's showing up is that, um, Customers want to know that you're environmentally friendly. How are you putting your products out? Are you using pra pla plastics that can only be used one time? What are you doing with carbon emissions? So we now have uh, a better appreciation and we're asking everyone around us to really <clears throat> be more mindful and take care of our environment because this is all we have. And we saw what, what the difference was um, a year and a half ago to what we've been experiencing today. 
Well, I'm so pleased to hear that, that the people are calling that forward, that they care now about the environment and that they're wanting authenticity, that the clients are asking for these things. Um, I, I'm not in that world anymore. And so not it, it's great to hear that, that that's what's being asked of people. What else do you see as being asked of people in the business world that's different in than how things used to be. So definitely an, an online presence. And, you know, <clears throat> the other trend is, uh, so it's online presence that's taking care of the environment. And because we are more at home and uh, we're, women are opening businesses more than they ever have, is that the communications and the way we communicate who we are, what our products are, have to be mobile friendly. They have to be mobile friendly. So if, if your entire team is working from home, <clears throat> you've got to be able to find a way to have everybody still be connected. Because in the past, you would go to the water cooler or you would go, let's go to the cafeteria or let's go to the cafe and pick up a coffee. Let's go to lunch together. Well, that that's gone. And so many people had a lot of needs met when they would go into the office. And that has to be replaced some way. So entrepreneurs have to find ways to make the connection, replace that connection within their team so they still feel bonded. They still feel that they're in touch with each other, that you know we're, the communication is still there, alive and present. And whatever support the team members need is that readily available by employers. So the mobile phone is, you know, is really key for communications, the apps that allow people to, to connect uh, easily and effortlessly on projects has become instrumental. Um, people who are looking for jobs are looking for jobs on their phone. They're not going to websites and applying for jobs. So, if you're hiring and your app and your process to to um, get applications from people isn't mobile friendly, you're missing out on skilled professionals. You're missing out on that because people are doing everything from their phone. So that's another business trend that um, uh, is, you know, one for 2021 that I'm helping my clients look at. You know, what changes do you need to make from the IT perspective? You know, what new tools uh, need to be done? How are you going to retrain your your uh, workforce to deal with the new requirements that you may have received? So there's a lot there's a lot changing in the business and in health wise, too. Uh, <clears throat> immune, you probably have a lot of business because everybody's wanting to build their immune system. And be healthier. And what's it going to take, you know, to be proactive in taking care of my health? So that's another trend that I've been seeing. What yeah. have you been from health? Because that's your that's your one of your specialties. Yeah, lots of um, trauma. There's lots of trauma through all this. Well, actually, not even just through all this. I'm finding just a lot of people who have gone through a lot of trauma and now are saying, "Okay, I need some help getting through this." It's affecting. I'm now creating my future based on my trauma, and I see it as a pattern. So help me release this trauma. And so I, 
I think I saw five clients last week just on releasing trauma. And so there seems to be a lot, a lot of that, um, a lot of, a lot of sexual abuse that I didn't realize that it was such a big thing. Um, I was never around it. And then I saw it anywhere in my circles with my friends or anything. Not that it wasn't there. It was probably hidden because Mm -hmm. it, it appears that most, most of it is. And so a lot of, you know, people who live on really nice streets and had a really great life and went to a really good school and appeared to have it all going on, um, you know, hit it well until now, you know, not, not just necessarily now, but I'm seeing a lot of, a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of healing. A lot of healing. It is, it is a time. Yes. Really a year, a year. This is going to be, well, every year, but, um, this is going to be a big, big year of heart healing for everybody. Yeah, I agree. And just really taking responsibility. And I think um, a, a, a key tool to that is meditating. That's one of the things that I talk about in my book is go within, be still and, and hear uh, what source, higher self, Buddha, whatever that is for you. Is to take that moment, and I and I I agree that being still and taking that time in a, in a space in a quiet space in your home is important. And I also feel that there is something to be said about a a walking meditation, mm-hmm. where you just go outside and take a long walk by yourself, no music, just connecting, opening all of your senses. And just taking that walk in that stillness and enjoying everything that's around you because answers and will come to you in that still and quiet moment. That's almost always where I get my answers is when I go for a walk in nature. Mm-hmm. There is something about being in the energy of the trees and the water and the land. Mm-hmm. And just being present with it. I, I'm never with anyone walking, so I'm always, you know, possibly my dog, but that's about it. She yeah. doesn't say much. So, <laughs> no, I think it's a very powerful tool. And, uh, you know, it's all about, for me, it's all about learning how to lead yourself and knowing that you can get through any situation. One of the other tools that I have, Jerry, that's, been, that's really powerful is called unraveling. And unraveling is something that I recommend to all my clients. I ask them to get a journal at the end of their day is to just play back their day, either from the, from the start of their day to the end or from the end to the beginning of their day. And I want you to be the observer of your day. And I want you to ask yourself three questions. What went well in my day and why? What didn't go so well and why? And what will I do differently? And in that process, as they go through it, I said, I want you to note everything that's coming to you as you see that film, that movie playback and become an observer and start noticing and connecting the dots for yourself so that the habits and the decisions that you're making that are 
resulting in the life that you desire, that you continue to do those. And those moments that didn't go as well, that you ask yourself, what, what, what happened? What, what was different about this meeting? What was different about this conversation that in, ended up in this result? I truly believe that we are our best teachers. And one of the ways that you teach yourself is to be able to go back and watch yourself and then document on a regular basis and then just keep implementing what you learn, keep doing the, those good habits that you figure out are working for you, and then make the tweaks so that you keep learning from yourself and that your life just you just end up stepping into your ideal life more and more. Yeah, well, you're, what you're doing is you're teaching people to cultivate themselves at, um, with awareness to be the observer of Absolutely. your day. And, and when you do that, then you, you finally see, oh, my gosh, I'm the creator of my life experience. Yes. You know, yeah. nothing happened by accident. I created <laughs> all this. Okay, now that I'm aware of this... How can I create it to go in the direction that I would like it to go? <laughs> exactly. It's a transformation. It's a total transformation. And it, it is just really just being fully present and entrusting what you figure out, trusting what you learn and trusting yourself to move, you know, in a certain path. Okay, I'm going to, you know, make a pivot here and just trust, you know, trust the process as you start observing and learning more about yourself and just be true to yourself. Because when you're true to yourself, you're going to be a happier person. You know, you, you, you're on your way to elation. And it's a choice. It's be a choice. Absolutely. Trust. The word trust again, that it's such a big word. And we could take lifetimes trying to figure, trying to learn how to trust ourselves. <laughs> and trust the process. I think that's, I have to say, Jerry, that was, that's probably my, one of my lessons is to trust the process. Trust right. the process of life. I have, you know, I, I have a lot of deck of cards. I love cards. I pick one every morning and I read what the message is. And trust the process is one that, that comes up over and over for me. So I said, I, I know that's what I'm here to learn is to trust the process. And I do that by also teaching others to trust the process. Right. Yeah, because it's not, and, and I find that's what I judge myself the most on is my process. <laughs> it's not necessarily things. It's like, oh, I should have done that if I could have done that or if I would have done that or wanting to manage it or control it. And and, and that's the, the left brain side of us that wants to manage things and control things. Mm -hmm. Yes. To just do our best and trust. Yes. So you mentioned um, in your book that that it's, has helped women in unexpected ways. So what what are those unexpected ways? You know the um, <clears throat> they didn't the there's a couple. I'm just trying to figure out which is the the because I'm looking at the time here. Um, connecting the dot the dots for themselves. Ah. connecting the dots for themselves. So this, the unraveling does exactly that. 
It helps them connect the dots for themselves. And that's really important to be able to see that, to be able to see how the dots align and what the message is and in, in in seeing all the dots as they connect and how they move you forward. And journaling is one of the other tools that I talk about and I ask them to journal. And a lot of uh, transformation occurs during the journaling process, especially if they've never journaled. One of the options that one of the options that I that one of the options, one of the things that I hear is that I really like journaling. I really like being able to put my feelings out on paper. I never used to do that. I never used to write anything. I just it was not part of my my uh, process. So when I started asking them to to journal and I gave I gave them questions on how to start, they said, well, I feel such a relief when I do that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it's perfect. an indisposable tool and, oh and it's God. free. Well, kind of free. You need a pen and paper, but that's close to free. <laughs> yeah, it's close to free. Cheaper than a counselor. And, mm-hmm. and you can be your own counselor of yourself once you start to do mm-hmm. it. <laughs> and that's another way of connecting the dots and seeing yourself and observing yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of journaling and I, I often give yeah. that as assignments to, to people. So I've, I've got stacks of them. I just have need to figure out what to do with them. I might have to have a kind of a journal burning someday or something. <laughs> right. And, and the other thing is that they experience a greater sense of inner peace. Sure. You go through the, all through the process and you practice what's in the book you will experience that inner peace. And that's one of the things that comes out of, you know, just really connecting with yourself and doing the exercises. Like I have more peace, Pat. I have more peace in my life. So explain, explain with your, your business now. So you moved out of the information technology and now you you're running your own business, right? Helping women basically go through the transition that you went through. Mm-hmm. And and you're getting mainly women. Yes, I love I love um, working with women. Okay. I really do. In 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 my corporate life, I was in male dominated, and I you know I saw very you know I saw very few women around me, and I saw very few women in uh, in um, executive roles. And I said, what what can I do to change this? And so when I ran into women who were ambitious and they wanted to move up, I started helping them. And I, I wanted to see women have a seat at the table. I don't care if it's a corporate table or it's at the table where you're getting contracts from government, but you're sitting at the table, you're asking for what you want and you're getting what you want and you're making an impact on the world. I want you to have that seat. And I will help you get that seat and I will help you thrive in that seat. So I'm really passionate about that, passionate uh, about helping them be successful and really step into their power using all the talents and gifts that they were given. Because so many times in corporate, when you go, you're really good at something. They put you in this little box mm-hmm. and you, you know you're more than that but they don't give you an opportunity to bring all of who you are. They just kind of put you in the box. I felt that after a while I said, you know what? I'm, I'm, I have more to give. I've got all these talents. I work on myself all the time and yet I don't have an opportunity to really showcase that and really make a bigger impact. 
And uh, that after a while, that causes frustration. And then you say, you know, it's time for me to leave and really bring all of who I am in another way. There's different ways to do it. You just have to give yourself permission to do it. Yep. There, well, there's a gift in that box they put you in. Yeah. You know, they put you in there long enough for you to realize that I don't like the box. I don't like the box. <laughs> and so the, a conversation that I have with my clients is, yes. So what other things are you really, really good at that you're not bringing out in your business? Where is your passion? What's that one thing that you used to do when you were a kid that you're not bringing into your business? And we go back and I said, tell me what you did. And what was your favorite game when you were young? So how can we bring that into what you're doing today? What was that fun and passion that you had that it's not showing up in your business now? And, and it's time. It's time. It sounds like you and I are kind of doing the same thing, but on like a different playing ground or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I I do the same thing. I'll send people, I have them get little index cards and put one joy or passion they have on each card. And then every day they pick it and they have to do one. I love it. To get, to get people back into the pattern of joy mm-hmm. as opposed to what I should be doing or what I need to do or taking care of other people, you know, so. Yeah so important to to constantly be doing you know daily something that we love yes i totally agree we're happier that way and our you know those passions are associated with talents and gifts that and that nobody else has so um, it's important that they share all of who they are all the things that they love all their gifts because we're waiting for them the world is waiting for them to bring those um, forward. So we have like a, just a couple of minutes left. Is, is there anything that you would really like to share about your book or that you want any of the women, especially and men, 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 this is a good book from, you know, I, <clears throat> you know, my website is majesticcoachinggroup.com and you can get chapter one for free. You can download chapter one for free and you're going to fall in love with Catherine and you're going to want the book. So you can come back to the website and you can buy the book. You can buy the journal that goes with it and the cards that go with it. And it'll be an experience for you to have the whole set to take you through an amazing journey towards the the place where you you know that you can always be happy and be beyond happiness, which is elation. And If you're doing the work, you buy the book and you want help on any part of the book, any part of the practices, you can schedule time with me by going to the website, Majestic Coaching Group, and scheduling a 30-minute strategic session all around the book and something that you would like more help on. So I'm offering this as a gift to your audience. Oh, lovely. Thank you. Yes. So I hope someone takes you up on that. I do. I do. So, so did, you, down. <laughs> did you make your cards like a card that you pick every day? I made these. Okay. So let's do something fun. I want you to pick, I'm going to grab my cards of clarity. I want you to pick one card out of your deck. I'm going to pick one card out of my deck and we'll see what we have. Okay. 
Watch it. Watch it be the same card, but not the same card, but the same Metal story, but different cards. <laughs> Mine just popped out of my deck, so I'm going to pick this one. Okay. You read yours it, first. Intention is the key to my sacred journey. Intention is the key to my sacred journey? Yes. Okay. Living life through intention is very, very important. Okay. So I pulled Universal Rainbow. It's an Ascended Master, and I'm going to read it because it's so close to what you said. Okay, Universal Rainbow, you are the miracle. As you've been seeking the manifestation of miracles in your life, it is time to claim the miracle that is in front of you now, you. Each morning when you rise, you are the experience of the miracle of this planet, this life, this experience of love. Start each day celebrating this truth. Expand this morning recognition into each experience of the day and breathe in the allowing energy that wishes to manifest miracles in all ways throughout your interactions. It is now the time for you to claim the truth without reluctance in any form. This is mm. the moment you have been waiting for. Let the miracle manifest in you, through you, and as you. It perfectly aligns with the book. <laughs> Because it talks about allowing, living through intention, trusting. I, I find, I find mm -hmm. when I pick this card that I've just manifested something. <laughs> so everyone listening, watch now after this show to see what shows up that you've manifested. Because this it, it happens to me every time I pull this. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. I so appreciate you, Jerry. Thank you so much. Oh, you're quite welcome. This was fun. So mm -hmm. I, I hope you um, have lots of people checking out your book. I love the name Catherine's Quest. That sounds like an adventure that I'd want to go on. I love quests. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening. And Elizabeth, thanks for writing in. Kim, mm -hmm. I'm so glad you messaged in the chat. It's fun to see your messages. And everyone have a fabulous week. Goodbye. Thank you for listening in to Light Laughter and Lattes. It has been my honor and pleasure. Please visit jerryhab.wix.com and check out my services and my packages. I work with people in person and from a distance, and I also give free 15-minute consultations. And so until next week, May your week be filled with light, laughter, and a whole lot of love.